0: Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers. I am your host, Joshua Tracy.
1: And I am Corwin Heller. And tell Grant couldn't be with us this week, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's she's off busy having uh, a life. Yeah, I think that's what they call it, a life.
1: I don't don't know what that is, so...
0: Yeah, neither do I at this point. Anyway, uh, we're going to do a little bit of... I feel like we haven't done two-sport anything in a while. So today we're going to be doing... um, It's a little bit on the MLB and a little bit on the NFL. We're going to be talking about which teams are uh, where the playoff race currently lies in the MLB and using the baseball reference playoff odds where we think teams will be in the conclusion of the season in one month. We are in very much so the home stretch. This is where teams either decide to start playing their youngsters or uh, really make a push to try to gain ground. Um, So use the baseball reference playoff odds there as well as the current divisional standings. And then we'll pivot into the NFL to talk about our preseason predictions um, in the sense of record and division winners there. You ready to get started?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. uh, So let's start. We're going to start with baseball here. Uh, Let's start with the let's start with the National League. We never start with the National League.
1: (laughs) I wonder why. So as of
0: right now, the NL East stands at Braves at um, eighty one fifty four Nationals. Um, how many games back are they?
1: What website are you using for this? Baseball games. reference. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I That's where it not back. Listed it. easily. It's fucking annoying. Uh, anyway, um, now the I, Phillies, the Mets, and the Marlins in that order. So we got Braves, Nats, Phils. Mets and Marlins as it stands right now the um, postseason chance for the Braves is at greater than 99.9% the Nationals stand at 95.6 the Phil's at 15.3 the Mets just nose diving at 5.3 and the Marlins at zero as they've already been eliminated do you see any of this changing
1: no maybe the Mets falling further
0: Oh, yeah. I think that's a fucking <laughs> given. Um Yeah, the Phillies right now are six games over 500. They're sitting at 69 and 63. Um, which I'm not sure how much I, I, I think that they can vault over any teams to actually put them in a postseason spot, uh, which are what, what, what's worse to you? Because these are actually two interesting teams. Uh, the Phillies not making the postseason after buying in the offseason or the Mets not making the postseason after buying at the trade deadline?
1: Um, I think the Mets not getting in, even though they're buyers, is honestly not surprising at all Um, due to them being the Mets. And I never really understood how they were doing well to begin the season. Uh, Very much overachieving. So I don't think that's really a surprise at all. Maybe a tiny one
0: yeah um so the phillies right now are three games back of the chicago cubs for the second wild card spot um and they are a few more games i think five games back altogether of the washington nationals in their own division uh yeah i'm with you i don't see this shit changing at all yeah uh want to move on to the central yeah all right, we got the St. Louis Cardinals on top of the division as it stands right now at 73 and 59. Right behind them, the Chicago Cubs 72 and 61, the Brewers 68 65, the Reds 63 and 70, and at the bottom, the Pirates 57 and 77, 20 games under 500. Now, this is actually a very interesting division um, in terms of who's going to win it at the end given it's been so tight this whole season, what do you make of the NL Central right now?
1: I really don't know. I mean, like, it's still a three-horse race in my mind between the Brewers, the Cubs, and the Cardinals. I think, I mean, there's not many games left, but any one of these teams, you know, the Cardinals could slide, the Brewers could shoot right up. I don't think it's very crazy at all to have any one of those three making it in. I know the Brewers kind of have a not much window left, but I still think they have a fairly larger chance than what they say at you know 9.7% at making it in.
0: Yeah, this is one of the things I think makes um, this last month so fascinating because you know all three of these teams want to be in. You know, like they all... Mm-hmm bought in the offseason or at the trade deadline. Obviously every team wants to be in, but these teams have went into the season expecting to be in, whereas like the Reds and the Pirates weren't so much. So the Pirates first half success and the Reds second half success were were welcome, but um ultimately, you know, what they were. They were they were they were welcome surprises, not intentional. Um we're recording this on Friday the 30th of um August. So tonight starts the um, Brewers-Cubs series, actually. So we could see a lot shifting over the course of the weekend that we're not talking about right now. But as it stands right now, um, the Cardinals have an 84.6% chance of making the playoffs. The Cubs have a 779 and the Brewers at 97 Um, And I think that, yeah, what you said is pretty much spot on. This has been a three-horse race all season these teams have just been stealing wins from each other like i think all three of these teams are phenomenal but are just getting like weighed down by each other and just beating the crap out of each other so this season i mean this series coming up this weekend that's about to happen that we don't get the chance to talk about right now between the cubs and the brewers will be really fucking interesting because if the brewers you know perfect world sweep the cubs then they're at 71 and 65 to the Cubs, 72 and 64, so they'd only be like one game back there, and that might even be enough to get them. Um, uh be tough. It would certainly jump them over Arizona and Philly, depending on what those two teams do over the weekend, to be just out like one the team on the border of the wild card game. But fuck, man, it's gonna be a fascinating race for the NL Central in this last month of September. Josh, yeah.
1: Oh, sorry, you just cut out there. Um, yeah, I don't know what you ended on there. So,
0: oh, well, let's move on to the West then.
1: Okay, all right.
0: We have Los Dodgers uh, sitting on top. This is the least interesting division to talk about. They have the Dodgers yeah, on top. Sure, the Diamondbacks and uh, Dodgers have a um. Sorry, they have their record is eighty eight and forty eight. Um, they are. The, the Diamondbacks below them at 68 and 66, then the Giants at 65 and 68, the Padres at 62 and 71, and the Rockies at 59 and 76. Um, just for reference for how fucking boring this division is, the Gi- the Dodgers have a greater than 99% chance of making the postseason. The Diamondbacks... The
1: second
0: Sorry, yes, 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 my bad, 99.9. <laughs> um, the Diamondbacks have an 11% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, and they're the second place team in the division. It... It, this if division not if, if it moves at all, it moves in such an insignificant fucking way.
1: Yeah, seriously, like oh no, the Rockies jump up over the Padres, okay, or the Padres jump the Giants, okay, it would not affect anyone in any way.
0: Yeah, the second place team, the Diamondbacks, are aren't even on the cusp of making the postseason. Like the yeah. they'd have to leapfrog the Phillies to do it, and um, I know I just held out hope that Milwaukee could, but I think Milwaukee's much better and just in a different circumstance. These teams are all boring. Uh, the Padres are actually kind of exciting um, because of their, their young talent. They just had some rough luck on pitching uh, and injuries, of course. Every team with the injuries. But yeah, man, this division fucking sucks.
1: You know? Is there really anything to even talk about with them? I mean, we could talk about how great the Dodgers are, but I know... You probably don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> uh, would you rather... What would be funnier for you? If the Dodgers got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs this year, or they made uh, it to the World Series for the third year straight and then lost again? What's funnier?
1: The first one has to be funnier because it's solely because it's significantly less sad than them <laughs> losing a third straight World Series.
0: I... Uh. I don't know, man. That, that, that second that scenario would, would be fucking hilarious. Would,
1: the memes would be phenomenal, but my God, that would be so awful for LA fans. Like, that would be awful. Granted, you it's catch me the Dodgers, so chances are they're going to make the World Series. Um, they have a 45% chance of winning the pennant. Holy shit. That's oh, ridiculous. It that yeah, it's right wow, there in yeah. that table. Yeah, 30% no one else has higher than the a World 13, Series. 18.3 is the next highest. That's fucked.
0: Damn, okay. Yeah. Yo, Their World Series winning odds is 30. Point, oh, I guess they're the only team in the National League to take it because the uh, Yankees and the Astros, I guess, might be taking points from each other, which I yeah. guess brings us to the American League. The AL East is currently led by the... New York Yankees at 88 and 47 um, followed by the Tampa Bay Rays at 77 and 58. The Boston Red Sox at 72 and 62 Toronto Blue Jays at 54 and 81 and the Baltimore Orioles at a lofty 44 and
1: 89. I know you're going to love this, but I love that Boston went from being a world series, you know, contender favorite to missing the playoffs.
0: Yeah, they have a 2.8% so chance of making the postseason. Yeah, um, And to do it, they'd have to leapfrog Tampa Bay, who currently does not hold a playoff spot. <clears throat> and then they have to beat out like either uh, Oakland, who's been red hot, or Cleveland, who's been even hotter than that.
1: Super so, hot.
0: Yeah, so i I just can't believe... Like, if you told me that Boston had missed the playoffs this year, I would definitely be surprised but i'd have to have assumed that like you know they finished with 95 wins but like the rays finished with 96 and the yankees finished with 98 or some shit or flip flop those teams doesn't matter like all of the all of us won over 90 95 games and boston just got fucked you know but for them to be 10 games over 500 like that's it damn this is wonderful
1: right <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there was a second there. Where I was like, "Oh damn!" Josh is being compassionate to the Red Sox, and then you just smashed it. Love it.
0: Yeah. No. Fuck that team. <laughs> fuck them <laughs> motherfuckers.
1: Fuck Honestly, that whole though, <laughs> I don't see these standings changing literally at all until the end of the season.
0: Uh no, I don't think so either. Um, I also There's think that much the
1: spread between the teams. You know,
0: I also think. So one of the things that I've heard a lot about because you know I listen to a lot of sports talk radio, we live in the area, so I hear a lot of Mets talk. And the conversation around the Mets is, you know, if they could somehow just sneak into the wild card. Their pitching is so good that they you could you could see them having a chance, winning a few a ga- few games like 2 to 1 or some shit because their offense still isn't shit. And as much as I think that that's a little bit far fetched because the team has proven to be bad or it's proven to at least be mediocre. I don't think you could even say that about the Red Sox because the problem with the Red Sox is that, like, yeah, their hitting's really good, but their pitching is really, bad. really bad. And if the Red Sox actually somehow managed to squeak into the wild card, I can't imagine their postseason run would be anything.
1: No, it would be a very early exit. They might win Sale's game. Sales gone. He's gone for the whole oh, right. year. He's fucking out for the season. Oh, yeah, yeah. they're screwed. They are so screwed. <laughs> yeah, I've totally forgot he was had his elbow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the price would have been the wild card game starter. And his season's been fine, but it's not like
1: it's, it's not for sale. It's not David Price of old, that's for sure. Yeah. So fairly price of new.
0: Happy camper on uh, on my end. And um the Baltimore Orioles core run are coming very, very close. They're very likely to uh, ruin your prediction here of winning fewer than forty seven games.
1: Uh, unfortunately. Worst case scenario, on uh, according to Baseball Reference, with a ninety percent confidence interval or confidence index, uh, fifty-two. So it looks like I will be losing that prediction.
0: If they finished sixty-one and one hundred and one, what would I, I? Don't even know what I would make of that. That'd be astonishing,
1: wouldn't it? Nearly you impossible. The Baltimore
0: Orioles winning seventeen more games. No,
1: not at all. Not it's either. almost half the ones they have now. The latest. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, that'd be super fun, though. All right, uh, let's move on to the AL Central. Um, oh, I didn't mention the odds real quick. We're just very, very, very quick. Um, New York Yankees have a greater than ninety nine point nine percent chance of making the postseason. Tampa Bay Rays have a twenty seven point seven percent chance, and as I said, the Red Sox have a two point eight with blows with both the Blue Jays and Orioles already being eliminated. Um, the AL Central. We've got the Minnesota Twins currently sitting on top of that division, 82 and 51. Cleveland Indians, 79 and 55. Chicago Chicago White Sox, 60 and 73. Kansas City Royals, who just got sold today, 47 and 88. And the Detroit Tigers, 39 and 92. Um, This one's interesting in a divisional lead change aspect. Yes. Because I, if I was a Twins fan, would be shaking in my bridges. yes
1: yes uh excuse me for one moment josh are you like leaving leaving all right now that i have my cleveland cap on let's uh, get started with the al central
0: Look my balls
1: <laughs> all right where do you want to start with how good the cleveland indians are and i can say that i am somewhat of a fan of a very good team and aren't the pirates
0: uh i've i'm just astonished about how these two teams played this season out because i think there was a stretch of time where you could say objectively the cleveland indians were playing
1: bad baseball that was a long stretch of time too
0: and I don't think you can say that about the Minnesota Twins. I don't think they've ever no. played bad. They've played some like okay baseball, but I don't think they've ever played bad baseball. And yet here that, we are.
1: That should just say how fucking hot they were to start the season and just the natural regression brought them back to being still a top two team in the AL Central and very much a playoff you know, contender for the World Series.
0: And I think that shows really just how incredibly hot the Indians have been because they went from playing from playing, like we both said, bad baseball to being literally three games out of the division, right?
1: Yeah. yeah three and a two, half? Three? I don't remember what you said.
0: I think three and a half games. Yeah, three and a half games out of the division. That's huge.
1: Oh, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, um I'm not sure what to um both these teams are making the postseason. I'm not sure which one's going to end up making the wild card right now. I have zero confidence in that. Um, I don't know. I'm not, do you think as, it matters?
1: Even as a fan of the Cleveland Indians, to the degree that I am, I don't see them beating out the Twins. I think it's going to be like a one-game, half-game type spread, but I think it's just going to be right there. I, don't, I think they're going to be just like half a game, one game short.
0: Do you think it's going to end up mattering in the end because no. um yeah like the no matter who wins that division they're not going to have home field advantage between having to play either the Yankees or the Astros. Exactly. Huh, do you think that makes it easier on the two of them? Obviously the, both teams want to win the division, um, but you don't have to worry about like trying to secure home field.
1: Yeah, I still think the, you know, division race is still locked up. You know, they want to do that.
0: Yeah, I guess. I
1: think I think it's a little bit less stressed than it would be, but not nothing crazy.
0: Turning our attention to the bottom of the standings very quickly, uh <laughs> the Detroit Tigers, I was not expecting them to be this fucking bad.
1: I wasn't either. I I didn't expect them to be
0: good, but like no. Jesus. Their best possible record is fifty wins. Which is nuts.
1: No, I saw I see uh theirs as a fifty five. Best my is fifty five. Yeah.
0: Still, Jesus. It's, I,
1: it's rough.
0: I don't know what the fuck that team's planning on doing. Cause at least Sucking. Baltimore like completely retooled like their front office and their um analytics staff. And they started taking on like bonus pool money and they've been drafting better. Like Baltimore is gonna be on the come up in like a season or two. Um detroit oh god what the fuck
1: i mean they've got some great young prospects it's just i don't have any faith in anyone other than like those three four guys like not players not in the organization not ownership just i don't
0: Yeah. yeah uh touching on the royals real quick 47 and eight's pretty shitty but i think they played fun baseball this year um in terms of their team being sold did you hear anything about what came out today
1: uh very little
0: apparently the uh current owner was trying to sell it very quickly which he did because i heard about it i think last week and it got sold today mm-hmm. uh health issues Ooh. Yeah, which is really like I said, I was kind of surprised he was selling it because he seemed so committed to the team and committed to the rebuild and you know being generally what you would expect a good owner to be. Um, and so I, that's I was pretty surprised that he was in talks of selling it. And this makes it make a lot more sense, but also makes me pretty sad.
1: Yeah, I mean, regardless of how you feel towards the Tigers, that's you know awful news, the Royals, but yeah. Oh, geez, sorry. I was yeah, looking I at the that. standings and I just saw Detroit right there.
0: Um, and then to briefly touch upon the White Sox, because I actually like a lot of the teams in this division. Um, 60 and 73 is not terrible. Their best possible record is 78 and 84, which if they got that, I would be tempted to call that a successful season. Um, because I, when, when they didn't get a few prime free agents and mainly Manny Machado, I don't think that that team expected to be in the playoff hunt. But to be like, I mean, another thirteen games under five hundred, but that's actually still a lot better than I was expecting. Lucas Giolito really came out yeah. this year. Yoan Machado took a step amazing. forward.
1: Yeah, I love seeing Giolito back being what he was supposed to be as a draft pick.
0: I'm kind of looking forward to this White White Sox team next year.
1: Uh, I don't know about that, but they'll be an exciting team.
0: I think that with the with the the plethora. Of starting pitchers that are supposed to be on the free agency market this year, and the team showing as much promise as they did, if they went out and actually got even just one of the of the starting pitchers available on a, on a big contract for them, I could see that being a lot for them. And um, that kid that had to have Tommy John surgery for them, the the rookie, um, something with a K.
1: Oh, Michael Kopek.
0: Yeah, he should be back by then. Sometimes he will in the be. Yeah, So. That could that could that could end up being a decent little team there, you know?
1: Oh, for sure. I yeah, mean they up. got Go they ahead. still do have some good prospects in the mix, I think. I believe Was they it, do. I think their prom system's up there. Was their top pick two years ago? I'll look it up while we move on.
0: Yeah. So moving on. Another um no, no this division's got a little bit going on right now. The AOS, the final division, we're going to talk about. The Houston Astros currently lead it, eighty-seven and forty-eight. The Houston, um, Oakland Athletics, then at seventy-seven and fifty-six. The Texas Rangers at sixty-five and seventy. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, sixty-four and seventy-one, and the Seattle Mariners at fifty-seven and seventy-eight. Um, I'm not. Oh, I'm actually. I'm not sure. Did I mention the postseason odds for the AL Central? I don't think so. Um, the bottom three teams, it doesn't matter because they're all eliminated from the playoffs with barring the Chicago White Sox right now, but they're going to be any minute. Um, the Minnesota Twins have a ninety-nine point three percent chance of making the postseason. The Cleveland Indians have an eighty three point four percent chance of making the postseason. So both of those teams are making the postseason. Uh the Houston Astros currently have a greater than ninety nine point nine percent chance. Before
1: we move on. Yes. So we move back. Do you want to hear the top five prospects in you know the White Sox system right now? Because it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, sure. Lead on me.
1: So their number one guys, Luis Robert, who is likely to be a number, the number two prospects, you know, early on next year. Michael Kopek, who we talked about, Andrew Vaughn, who is probably the best hitter coming out of the draft this year, and Nick Madrigal, who was a top two pick uh, two years ago. Like they're loaded. That's nice. Yeah. Plus, they got some other. Uh, Dane Dunning, too. He's a top 100 player. But still, say, like, yeah. damn. Uh, White Sox team, have a good future. Yeah, if
0: that team will just spend some money, man. They got, they got the farm.
1: Oh, they have the farm. Oh, they got the And then the next year,
0: they'll <laughs> be playing in a farm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, that's a good one. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh,
0: So, yes, the Houston Astros currently have a greater than 99.9% chance of making the postseason. The Oakland Athletics have an 86.8% chance. And then the rest of the team is either um, already, sorry, the rest of the division is either already eliminated or on the precipice of being so.
1: That's vocabulary.
0: Thank you, my friend. Uh, The Houston Astros are winning the division. The real question is Oakland. So the wild card standings right now is Cleveland. Um, up one point five games over Oakland. Um those two teams are currently positioned to be wild cards one and two, and then Tampa right on the ass of Oakland. And then you have to go down from there to get to Boston, who are six point five games out, and it's not enough. It's just they're not gonna do it. Um, but those three teams are not separated by a whole lot. Cleveland 79 and 55, Oakland 77 and 56, Tampa 77 and 58. Um, do you think Oakland can maintain?
1: Um, they're only going to get better. I mean, they're getting Frankie Montas, Montas back from suspension, um, I think within the next week or two, depending on how much ramp-up he needs. Uh, they're getting Sean Mania back. And with how awful their pitching is compared to the rest of their team, they're looking pretty good to keep up with a wild-card spot. At least. Um, so I love it.
0: Yeah, it's going to be pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, as, as it stands right now, the wild card game in the American League would be uh, Cleveland versus Oakland in Cleveland. Who do you think would take that game?
1: I think Cleveland would. I just don't see how, if we start a guy like Clevenger or Bauer, it you know Mike Fires is going to be able to keep up with that. I mean, granted, it's the wild card. Literally, anything can happen. That's what it's there for. But uh, realistically, I don't see them keeping up.
0: Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. I think you're probably right. Cleveland's been um, much better in terms of pitching than the Ast- um, than the Athletics have been all season, and their hitting I think has been decently comparable. Uh, the Jose Ramirez injury hurts for cleveland but Mm -hmm. is what it is uh since i didn't ask uh, as it stands right now in the national league the wild card game would be between uh the washington nationals and the chicago cubs in washington who do you got in that one
1: Uh, i got the nationals yeah pitching again cubs have some awful pitching this year and nationals believe it or not pretty good
0: that and the cubs apparently just can't play away from home
1: yeah very true
0: so yeah um anything crazy you see upcoming for these teams uh, or for the playoff race as it stands um i know we kind of went through it all already but a, any closing thoughts i should say
1: unfortunately not it's kind of you know outside of like two races it's kind of boring this year there's really not much going on
0: yeah, there's all, I'd say both wildcard races are yeah. relatively interesting, but there's no good divisional races right now.
1: Maybe the AL Central, but like yeah. we talked about earlier, like the stakes are super low for the, you know, winner/loser of that, so it's not that big of a deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I'm fully in on board with this. There's uh it they've been okay. Uh in terms of being interesting. Oh well.
1: Yeah. Anything uh, else you want to touch on?
0: Real quick as I pulled it up. Um cool. The twins first half win percent. What do you think it was?
1: Uh something stupid like uh sixty nine percent.
0: Sixty two point nine percent.
1: Close enough. Sixty nine yeah. was a cooler number.
0: It, okay. it was, and it was there. It was just kind of a little bit <laughs> hey. of meat in the middle there. Uh, the second oh, half one percent percent. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second <laughs> half one percent percent. What do you think that was?
1: Or is I guess uh, is
0: 55?
1: 59.1. Damn.
0: That really just goes to show how fucking amazing the Indians were in yeah, the second right? half.
1: Oh, oh no. They won 55% of their games. They must be awful now, right?
0: Yeah, truly. I want to see real quick. Um, actually, their first half win percent isn't as low as I thought it was. It's 56.8 for the Cleveland Indians.
1: That's actually not bad at all.
0: Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe they just started the season so rough. It was hard to see.
1: It was definitely not pretty, especially yeah. with all the uh, pitching injuries. Oh, I forgot to mention, they also are getting uh, Carrasco back. Yeah. Oh, God, so that's I'm a so big abreast. boost. Oh, man. Imagine if Carrasco started the wild card game. I
0: would cry, real human Oh yeah!
1: If he won that game, oh my god, I would cry. I'm a grown ass man. I would tie. I would cry.
0: Uh, And Cleveland's second half performance has been at a 6.30 win uh, 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 win percent, which actually is better than the first half that the Twins had. So goes to show how pretty
1: fucking awesome. Yeah,
0: how amazing they've been playing baseball. But anyway, shall we move into the NFL?
1: Let's do it. I love me some football. Uh,
0: you want to start with the AFC East because that's what's on top of my page. <laughs>
1: yeah, let's do it. Can you we start. do actually? Can we actually do it by mine because I'm actually keeping note of these?
0: Oh, you know what? Yeah, totally fine with me. I have no preference here.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots look like they are, in fact, the Patriots. The Jets. I think they're going to do a lot better than a lot of people are going to do, and uh, Josh touched on that. I think uh, when he was on the Sports Trebuchet podcast, Dolphins with Rosen. I don't know what the fuck they're doing right now. If I mean, if they trade Laramie Tunsil for Jadavian Clowney, plus I have Didn't a lot less announce hope in Rosen. That
0: um, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be their starter.
1: I don't think they announced that fully yet. I think they were going to wait until after this game to do it. Okay, because. Fitz isn't playing in the final preseason game uh, tomorrow, I think. Um, we're recording this before, obviously. Um, and Rosen's going to start, I think, the full first half. So we'll see. I All mean, right. if they start Fitzpatrick for any more than like four games, uh Taft franchise is a joke.
0: Or Josh Rosen's just so much worse than we thought he was.
1: But he's not, though, because I refuse to give in that quickly on him. So he's not.
0: He could be. You you heard it uh, here. He could be the Dolphins, Christian Hackenberg.
1: Touche. All right. Touche. Let's not talk about that. Let's move on. Give me the Bills. Uh, They're the Bills. I mean, they have almost no weapons under the age of 35 on offense. Um, Their two best offensive players outside their quarterback collect Social Security. Uh, Sean McCoy and Frank Gore, uh, dude. I don't know if they hit 500. That's wildly outside of my expectations.
0: Do you have any record predictions you want to go? You want to go down to your? Uh...
1: Oh shit! Yeah, I had those written down somewhere. I think the Patriots are probably going to win 11, maybe 12 games uh, if they're lucky. I think the Jets are going to go nine and seven. With the Dolphins going like six and ten at best probably closer to five and eleven four and twelve and i think the bills are probably going to have six maybe seven wins
0: yeah i'll i'll be more generous to the pats i'll put them at a solid 12 and four if not 13 and three i'll give the jets nine and seven the fins i'll put at five and eleven and the bills i'll squeak them a little bit higher i'll give them six and ten
1: Alright, uh, I gotta fuck with my Excel doc a little bit, so do you want to jump into the next group, and then I'll follow up?
0: Uh, you want to do the AFC North next? Sure. Alright, cool. Um, I have to probably still say Pittsburgh. I think it'll be interesting to see if, like, Pittsburgh has a similar storyline to what the Washington Nationals just had, where it's like one of the biggest stars on the team, and like one of their best players left, but Hey, turns out they have a bunch of other really good players. Like, who to thunk it? They're still good. They still made the playoffs. Um, So I'm going to give the Steelers oh, the division at they a didn't cool, last year. like... Huh?
1: Well, they didn't last year.
0: Well, no, but, you know... <laughs> yeah, I know changes. What you mean, yeah, I know Yeah, you mean, I think I'll give the Pittsburgh an 11-5 record. I'll be pretty generous to them there. Because uh, I think the Bengals are going to take a step back, and they might feast on them a little bit. Um, In addition... To the Ravens, I see as being a nine and seven team. I do not believe in them. Uh, I'll give the Browns. uh, I'll give them a nine and seven as well, although I'm pretty hesitant on it because on Sports Trebuchet, I gave them I think a seven and nine. But I'm just hedging my bets here.
1: Fair enough. Uh, That's the smartest way to do it.
0: The Bengals, I'm giving two and fourteen because fuck that fucking stupid goddamn team and everyone who supports it. That team should be moved somewhere else.
1: Yeah, they absolutely should.
0: <laughs> no, Cincinnati doesn't deserve sports. They've lost the privilege.
1: Um, I don't disagree with you. Aquino for the, the Aquino for the Reds. He's pretty dope. So, oh, everything in you know, Cleveland. Him and Indians. Joey Votto. Yeah,
0: keep the Reds. Everything yeah, else, you,
1: you should go. Direct. Yeah, fuck you, Cincinnati. Your chili sucks.
0: Oh, skyline.
1: Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> fuck your chili. Uh, um. Andrew Whitworth, it. longtime Bengals left tackle who is now playing for the Rams, was on the uh Pardon My Take podcast and he ripped into Skyline Chili. He's like, "I, you know what? I tried it once and it's I couldn't eat it, guys. It's so bad. You guys have Stockholm syndrome. That's the only reason you guys like this food."
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. So tell me tell me what your what your take is there on the uh, AFC North.
1: I am actually switching from the start of the preseason, the start of training camp, where I thought, you know, the Steelers were going to suck so bad. I thought they were absolutely going to lose out to the Browns, um, be on the cusp of the playoffs. Or at least looking back, I feel like I was that low. I might not have actually been, but it feels like I was just because I am all for them being a great team this year. They're going to lose a couple games because they're the Steelers and they're going to lose to like, the fucking Buccaneers or the Bengals because we always do every year. Um, but man, they just have so much talent all over that field. Their defense is looking so much better than it did last year, uh, even just in training camp in the preseason. I'm very excited to see how that ends up uh, with Devin Bush back there. The Ravens, I just, I'm not sold on their offense. Their defense is going to be fantastic, especially if they could figure out what their pass rush situation is going to be. I'm just not sold on that offense. I think the Chargers really did figure them out last year in the playoffs, and I don't think they're gonna be able to advance as much, advance on as much as they think they're gonna be able to in the passing game to develop anything consistent. Um, the Browns, I think the only thing that's gonna hold them back is absolutely no tackles, uh offensive tackles. I think It's just like gaping black holes in my mind. That offense is going to be tricky. And I think Freddie Kitchens being a rookie head coach after starting last season as a running backs coach, I mean, it's going to be tough to be a full-time head coach. And he's going to have his hurdles that he's going to have to jump across. Um, I believe in the guy. I really like the guy. I just think they're going to have some issues this season. Uh, And then, like you said, the Bengals are a black hole of the sports franchise, and I have no faith in them whatsoever. So, uh, for the Steelers, I see them going 11 and 5. They're going to lose some big games. They're going to lose some fucking pointless games. That's just the way the Steelers are. Uh, Ravens, I have going 9 and 7, just because I don't think that defense is going to be able to hold up. uh, I don't want to say gimmicky, but a questionable offense. Uh Browns I've got going nine and seven for the same, you know, small red flags that I had with the Ravens. And I think uh the Bengals, like you said, go two and fourteen because they suck.
0: They deserve they deserve two and fourteen.
1: They most definitely have the worst offensive line in football. The Bengals. It's so bad.
0: And the ugliest fans, and the worst yeah. sidewalks,
1: <laughs> and the smallest dicks—just
0: <laughs> really specific insults. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, AFC South. Uh, go for it. Okay. Um. Well, the Colts. Um. Now they're not going to be bad. I, I. I wonder how much of the prep for their season was, you know, surrounded by assuming Andrew Luck would play. And if there needs to be an adjustment in playbooks to accommodate Jacoby Brissett's skill set instead. Um, not that, because I don't think Brissett's bad. You and I have talked about this before. I'm a little bit, maybe less high on him than you are, just because I am generally skeptical of everything. Um, so I'll square them in at like a seven and nine, eight and eight. Like I don't think they're going to be bad, but I think that the Texans will be good again. I'll give the Texans like a 10 and six, 11 five. Um, the Titans, I have no fucking clue. I'll put them at eight and eight and the Jaguars, I think will be marginally better than last year because Nick Foles, I think can at least be more reliable than Blake Bortles. So I'll give them a six and 10, but I don't, I don't think they're going to do much there. Uh, the Colts is the team I feel the least comfortable with. Ah, the Titans are right there too. Those are two teams. I really, really don't know, but I'll give them both relatively middle of the pack performances. Fair enough. Lay it on me. Uh
1: yeah, I'm going to start with the Jaguars cuz my list is set up weird. I don't have a lot of faith in Nick Foles, but I do have a lot of faith in that defense. Um I think Leonard Fournette's going to come back for some positive regression this year. I think DD Westbrook's going to step out as a receiver. I think Nick Foles is going to be nick Foles and just be league average but i still see that defense pushing them to like a nine and seven season uh eight and eight nine and seven but i think they're definitely going to be much closer to where they were two years ago than they were last year the colts i don't see dropping too much with uh, jacoby Brissett. i have them going nine and seven as well this is just all around a roster built to succeed and i love that um I don't think they're going to fall as much as a lot of people are saying they will. The Texans, I have them going 11-5. and Really, that left tackle situation is scary. Um, But outside of that, they have a a pretty damn good team. That and their running back situation. I love Duke Johnson, but I don't know if he's going to be able to carry the load for them. I definitely see them picking up one of uh, Kenneth Dixon or Carlos Hyde, uh, both of whom are going to get cut by their teams uh, for final cutdowns i see one of them latching on there and just being a, a jag for them this year um and then the titans i i got them going eight and eight i just there's no aspect of that team that i look at them and think that's going to really excel this year they're going to have a pretty good defense they're going to have a pretty okay offense special teams is special teams there's not much to write home about there i just I couldn't think of a more they average the team in my most mind. Average team, yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. Damn, we are on top of it with each other. Just clicking. All right, uh, AFC West. Do you want me to jump into this one first? Yeah, go ahead. Let's get started, bud. Let's fucking do it. All right, I got the Chiefs. Man, that team just looks scary. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Who would have thought the Chiefs are a really good team? Um, I got nothing to say. I mean, their offense is going to be wicked. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Nicole Hardman. Um, I think Damian Williams is going to lose out a lot of touches to Darwin Thompson, which is going to be pretty cool to see. Um, defense has, you know, they got Frank Clark, they got some good players all over the field. It will be enough to keep up with the offense, though. Um, I guess I'll get my record now. I have them going 13 and 3. Uh, because they're dope and they do dope shit. The Raiders, man, what a fucking preseason they've had. I don't get them as a team. I don't get John Gruden. I know that's more of something that's my fault than it is anything else. I just, I don't like them. I'm going to be honest. I don't like the Raiders. Uh, I got them going 6-10, and 10, which is a step up, but not by much. And not up to John Gruden standards. Chargers, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen with Melvin Gordon, but if he plays for them for most of the year, I think they're an 11 win team. If he doesn't, I think they're a 10 win team. So it doesn't really matter too much. But as of right now, he's not playing for them. So I have him going 10 and 6. Uh, that defense is just phenomenal. Even with Der- Derwin James out, I, it's such a great defense, super underrated. Uh, and then the Broncos, Joe Flacco. Way to go, guys. Uh, I mean, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb are going to light up that defense, be, you know, lights on that defense, fucking whatever. Um, But that offense is going to be weird, really young, really weird, just like it was last year. Um, But now instead of Case Keenum, you got Joe Flacco, which is a pretty parallel move all around. So um, I think they're going to go like seven and nine.
0: I saw a uh, Patriots fan on Twitter the other day say that uh, if money wasn't an issue, I'd love to have a uh, Von Miller on the Patriots.
1: Yeah, no kidding. And I'm like, yeah, no, no fucking kidding. shit, guy. Like, <laughs> duh. Jeez, just take right there. Jeez. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, if money wasn't an issue, I'd also you know like what? to have Michael Thomas on my team.
1: Like, yeah, exactly. Fucking, give me Tom Brady as a backup QB so he could, you know, help us out.
0: Why not just Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady? NFL yeah. All Pro roster, and like, exactly. oh yes, those are the people I want on my team. No fucking duh. If money wasn't a fucking <laughs> issue, lick my goddamn butthole. This is insane.
1: Seriously, um, you know what? Right. I'd really love to have Jerry Rice on my team if age and money wasn't an issue. I'd <laughs> sign him today. <laughs>
0: yeah, if time didn't exist, like, give me Jerry Rice from
1: nineteen
0: eighty nine. Um. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, you, you picked my record for 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 two of these teams on the fucking nose. Kansas City Chiefs, I also are think thirteen and three is pretty fair. Um pretty fair. They're only gonna lose three times. That pretty fair. Uh no, I think I think they're pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty Another year of Mahomes doing well. Uh maybe teams are better equipped now that they've had a season of Mahomes to make adjustments around his skill set, but unless that gets proven um, I want to say twelve and four, thirteen three. The Chargers, I think, will take a very very small step back, but I, I I also have picked them as a ten and six, eleven and five team. Um, the Raiders, I have just fucking no goddamn clue. You could tell me that the Raiders are going to go three and thirteen and just fall apart, and you could tell me that the Raiders are going to go nine and seven somehow through just the magic of Oakland and like almost snag a wild card spot. And I go like, okay, man, like, why not? We've already done everything else. Um, So I'll put them at five and 11, because fuck them. (laughs) Um, The the Broncos, I think just how lateral of a move Joe Flacco and Gase Kingdom are is going to be reflected in their record, which will hold at six and 10, as it was last year.
1: Damn straight. Yeah,
0: I think everyone's going to really like, I think that for the Broncos, um, uh, what's his fucking face? The GM, the quarterback. John Elway. Elway, thank you. Goddamn. You know how bad I am with names. Uh, I think Elway's got to be on the hot seat uh, this season.
1: Oh, for sure. I think it may not be this season. I think they're going to give him two or three just to keep him stuck with Drew Locke. But I think him and Drew Locke are kind of tied at the hip as far as their fates.
0: Yeah, that's fair. You want to do the uh jump on into the NFC?
1: Sure thing. Uh so first up we got the NFC East. Uh, Giants, Cowboys, Redskins, Eagles. Man, the Giants prediction would be so much easier if they picked a quarterback um and even if they didn't at least be doing something that we could make an assumption. But I have no fucking idea when Daniel Jones is ever going to start. Um I just outside of Saquon Barkley and Evan Engram in my mind, like this team is just sad. Um, I don't see them performing any better than they did last year. I actually kind of see them regressing without you know Odell and Olivier Vernon. I got them going four and twelve, which if Eli starts the whole season, I think is kind of high. If they actually do give Daniel Jones the reins at all. Especially early, maybe they get to five or six wins. I don't know. I just I'd wanna find something good in this team because Saquon's there, but it's really hard. Um, that's what she said.
0: I was talking to Pete the other day and he was saying that, you know, like since uh, uh, Odell got traded and Landon Collins are are both no longer on the team. Oh fuck, he I have forgot Landon active, Collins. Yeah, he doesn't have any um active player jersey. Well, I guess no, he saw his Eli jersey, but he was like, He's on the way out, like I need Jersey. He was saying, like, you know, I'm thinking maybe I'll get a Sterling Shepard jersey. And I'm like, ooh,
1: uh, really? Uh, that's the highest bar you can go?
0: Yeah, you're going to go for a a, a solid wide receiver three? Like, really? Uh. So that, I think, describes where the Giants are currently in
1: uh, in life. Um, So I guess the Cowboys are next. Yeah, go for it. Supposedly, they are very much being, you know, preparing to have Zeke sit out for a good chunk of the season. Um, Man, that would be really great if he did play. Um, But I just, I don't love Dak Prescott. I like their defense. I don't love their defense. They have a ton of really key parts in that front seven, but it's just not enough to really love them. I got him going like, Max ten and six, probably closer to nine and seven if you know Zeke doesn't come back for a good chunk of it. But for now, I'll hold firm at ten wins, which kind of seems like too much. Uh, next up, the Redskins. Man, what a shit show of a franchise. Uh, Trent Williams is very adamant never to play there again, which is not too much of an ask, uh, all things considered, with how they treat players. They are a solid five-win team. They just don't got much going on. So I got them going five and 11, that math adds up. Yeah. Uh, And then lastly, the Eagles, Super Bowl champions. If Carson Wentz can stay healthy, MVP favorite up there with Mahomes. Um, I have them winning 11 solid games, going 11 and five. Their defense, top notch, so much depth in so many key areas. uh, Just truly built like a championship team.
0: The Eagles a aren't the Super Bowl there. champs.
1: No, built like a Super Bowl team.
0: Oh, no no no, at the beginning of it you said Eagles Super Bowl champs. They are not.
1: All right, well they were 2 years ago.
0: Yeah, well. <laughs> All right. About uh yeah, the Cowboys I have going a very unimpressive 9 and 7. Yeah. Um because that team is by and large unimpressive and <laughs> this is going to be I think a big test for Dak. Because if the contract shit doesn't get resolved, then this basically becomes a prove it season. You know, this becomes a year where he gets to show, all right, Zeke isn't going to be around for either a few games or the whole year, which means people don't don't get to use the excuse anymore of like, well, you have the, you know, one of the top three running backs to rely upon. Like now it's on you. So if he either needs to step up or he's going to get exposed. And I don't care for Zach, for Deke. so <laughs> Dak, God, uh, so yeah, I I don't hold much much confidence in him. I think a six, uh, a nine and seven win season is is perfectly deserved. Um, I was going to go fucking like, and for my bold prediction, the Eagles go twelve and four, and then you stole some of that thunder. I'm um, putting them at eleven and five, so I'm going to give them twelve and four. I'm going to say that Carson Wentz is actually healthy all season, which might also be a bold prediction and in its own right. Um. And yeah, yeah, they, they, that you said everything I was gonna say, and it kind of hurts. Um.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. I'll let you, uh, I'll let you take the uh, next two. You could start off with those.
0: Oh, thanks, pal.
1: <laughs> um, the your thunder,
0: the Giants. I think I'll be a little bit kinder to. I think the Giants are probably going to end up ruining their own draft position again, um, by trying too hard and ultimately winning games that they shouldn't. I think they'll probably be like a six and ten win team. Uh or six and ten uh record team. Maybe even seven and nine. Um just because it'd be the most Giants thing possible to refuse to just suck a dick for one season. Um <laughs> they do have a few glimmers of talent, most of which is being shown by uh Saquon Barkley. So, you know, fucking Maybe. I don't know. Uh the Redskins would fall off the goddamn face of the planet. Um three and thirteen. Cause why not? <laughs> yeah.
1: Damn. Good shit.
0: You want to do the North?
1: Uh I just told you you were taking the next one, Boyo. All
0: right, look my dick. The <laughs> Chicago Bears. Um I don't know. I'm gonna give give them eleven and and, and, and five. Ooh, okay. They're, they're good. At least they were last year. Um, You know what? No, I'm changing my mind. I'm going to give them 10-6. I'm going to give them 10-6 because I still think that they're good. I don't think Trubisky is that good, but I think the team is good. Everything about them except Trubisky. Um, uh, they'll pr- I-, I think that the Packers will probably be better. Either-, either the Packers and or the Vikings will be better. So maybe the Bears don't clean up so much. Um, I really don't know what to make of this division at all because last year I thought the Bears were going to suck. And the Vikings would be really good, and the Packers would be really good, and then none of that was true. Um, The only consistent thing is the Lions being bad. And I think maybe they'll be better with another year under his belt of coaching for uh, Matt Patricia. Um, But if you told me this entire division went eight and eight, I'd be like, "Yeah, all right." I I have nothing to say.
1: Good. (laughs) I really don't. Um, man, I. I want to like the Packers this year. I do. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers and the offense can get it done. The defense, yikes, I'm not so sure about. Uh, I got them going like ten and six, nine and seven. I want them to be ten and six. I don't know if they can get there, so I'll probably keep them at nine and seven uh the lions man i just i don't got much hope for them i got them going like 6 and 10 i just i don't know like it's just one of those teams where like it's hard to see them doing any better than that you know like i feel like an 8 and 8 season would probably be you know upsetting for lions fans cuz i want them to do well but i just i don't see it this year i really don't i see them taking a big step back um somehow some way, uh, the Vikings, I love them. Uh, I think every I think this is the year that it all clicks for them. I think they go like 11 and five with some gimmicky games in there just because you know the top of the NFC is pretty tough, um, especially that division, um, but their defense is going to be, you know, one of the top in the league. Their defense is going to be one of the top in the league. It's going to be hard for them to do bad next year. And the Bears are going to be my spicy pick. I really see them going like nine and seven this year. They lose Vic Fangio. Um, they just they haven't seemed to be able to make it click on offense. Um, Mitch Trubisky is just super inconsistent. Um, it's some mechanical issues. It's some timing issues. There's just a whole lot going on. I see them taking a big step back this year, going something like nine and seven.
0: Yeah, uh, you sounded approximately as confident in this as I just did, yeah, which I right. think is uh, fair. So let's just uh, let's wrap it on up. Let's get to the NFC South and call it a day. Oh no, wait! There's two more divisions. Yeah. Um, NFC South. South and the West. I I was just searching my my baseball mindset. I'm like, we did two divisions. There's only one more. Nope. Uh, <laughs> NFC South. Uh, we have the New Orleans Saints which I think the entire world is probably really high on, um, 13 and three was the record last year. I could honestly see them repeating that. I think that would be not out of the realm of possibility. The team was really good last year. I don't think they lost any really key pieces and they're probably no. gonna be really good again this year. I'll hedge my bet and I'll say like, uh, 12 and four, but yeah, that team's awesome. Um, the Falcons and the Panthers I think are huge question marks as of right now. I probably put them both right around where they finished last year at 7-9. Maybe I'll have them both be like 8 and 8. I'm going to love them together cuz I in my mind they're the same fucking team right now. Um I'll I'll say both are going to be like 8 and 8. Maybe one of them gets like a 9 and 7 in there. But I don't hold much confidence in anything else. And the Bucks I think are going to just suck a fat wad. Um uh four and twelve, three and thirteen, barely alive, you know?
1: I think this is oh nope, never mind. Damn. I was excited because we were very different on three of the four of those. Um I went twelve and four like you did with the Saints because man, they're the Saints, but also thirteen and three is really hard. Um so yeah. I think twelve and four is just a really safe ground for them. Honestly, I think that's pretty close to their floor. Like that team is so good. The Falcons, I have them going 10 and 6. Nice. I really like the Falcons. Um, Defense, kind of scary, but I love that offense. I really see them doing big things. I think the defense is average this year, and I think that might be enough for that offense to keep them at 10 and 6.
0: Average might be an improvement for them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, If they make it to like 9 and 7 and stop there. Oh, well, you know, not too much of a loss. Uh, Panthers, I have them going 5-11. and 11. I just have nothing to like about the Panthers this year, mostly because Cam Newton is still hurt. Oh, um, that's a good point. I didn't factor like, that point I just, I just don't know how they can go through another season of playing Cam Newton injured or a rookie, Will Greer, who has been super, super, super inconsistent in the preseason. Um, Christian McCaffrey and Luke Keekley can only take you so far. Um, so I have them going 5-11. and 11. The same record as I have the Buccaneers going because I think Bruce Arians is a goddamn wizard. I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are going to carry that offense with O.J. Howard and absolutely no running backs. Uh, that defense is just fucking doesn't matter because the offense is going to be the thing that carries them. Um, so yeah, I'm taking a nice high five and 11. I think they a
0: high five and 11. Interesting.
1: <laughs> a high five and 11. Okay, because they probably shouldn't win more than three or four with uh, how some of that team is built.
0: Uh, all right, now let's finish it up.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Um, how about you start?
1: All right, uh, the Rams. Kind of like how you see the Panthers and the Falcons as the same team. That's how I feel with the Rams and the Saints. It's like it's going to be hard for them to lose games with how well that team is built and how good their coaching staffs are. So I just went 12 and 4 again just to keep things even. Um, I think Jared Goff is underrated. I think Todd Gurley's injury has been overplayed. I think now that they have a fully healthy receiving core, they're going to be just as dynamic as they were to start the season last year. I think 12 and four is a very safe range for them, like it was with the Saints. The Cardinals, I've got them going four and 12. I've been very vocal about how much I am not sold on Kyler Murray. Um, I love Cliff Kingsbury, but he hasn't exactly built the most, the winningest teams in his career. Um, I love the guy as a coach. Hopefully that defense can hold it together. Pat Peets suspended for the first four games, so that's a huge loss for them. Um, I think they're going to have another tough season ahead of them. Uh, The Seahawks, they're going to be different, um, but I still think they're going to pull out 10 wins because Russell Wilson can just kind of force it to happen every year. I don't know how exactly that works. It's one of those magics that, I just don't have a grasp on. He just seems to get that team to double digit wins, um, no matter how hard. I mean, they tried super hard last year and succeeded, but I just I don't see that happening again this year. And then the 49ers' uh, injuries have been killing them again this year, as they do every year. Um, that's something that I often overlook, especially at the start of the season. Just teams that can't stay healthy every year don't tend to just be healthy out of nowhere uh, with no changes. So I think an eight and eight season for them is going to be right around where I think they're at. I really want them to do well. I think if they can stay healthy and that Shanahan offense clicks, I think they could be a dark horse playoff contender. But I'm going to have them at eight and eight until they can prove something.
0: All right. Um I I'm I think I'm with you on most of these. I I think the Rams are gonna do some bullshit and actually get better. 14 and two. Let's do it. Let Let's fucking, fucking get there.
1: Fuck yeah, dude.
0: Why not? Uh, I think you hit got the goddamn nail on the head with Seattle. That team kicks and screams the double-digit wins. I don't know how bizarre. they do it.
1: I really it's, don't.
0: It's like the team doesn't want to. It, it, they just accidentally win the games. It's astonishing.
1: Um. It, it truly drives me mad that they do it every year.
0: Yeah, so I want to. I'm going to say nine and seven, though. Despite that, um, your everything you said was perfect, but I'm going to just knock them a win because, God damn it, they deserve to lose a little bit more. Because
1: <laughs> fuck them, that's why.
0: The Niners, I don't know what to make of. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is supposed to. He's supposed to start the season, right? He played the yes. preseason, everything. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I still don't know if he's any good because he got injured so early last
1: exactly. year. Exactly.
0: Um, so I want to be mean. I'm going to give them five and 11 cause fuck that team. Um, and I think at the end of the season, they're going to beg John Harbaugh to come
1: back. Damn. That's saying something.
0: And then the Cardinals are going to be weird and bad
1: and (laughs)
0: four and 12 is what I'm going to give them.
1: Good. Yeah. I mean, not good for them, but like, that's funny.
0: Yeah, I think Kyler Murray will have, like, three games where, like, he won the game. And everyone goes, like, oh, look, this is something we can build on. Like, he looked so, remember those three games? He was really, really good in those ones. Um, And then the rest of the time, it'll be like, oh, Kyler, why are you doing that? Um, And then the rest of the team will be like, we're bad. I don't want to play football. Um, And then then they'll lose a lot.
1: Yeah, no, you are definitely right there on the nose. Do you think was, David Johnson
0: is going to have a, a, a good year or, or no?
1: I think he will. I don't think he's going to be up to uh, – I think that rookie season was kind of like it for him. Um, But I just uh, – I don't know. I just am not – I want him to do well. I just I don't know if I could see it, you know?
0: Same. That rookie season was fucking magic though
1: it was I hope it comes back again
0: yeah he's a very easy guy to root for super super down to earth nice
1: dude love it alright you got anything else you want to add for the uh, rest of this podcast
0: no man I don't think so we covered a lot of ground here so I think I think I'm all set you
1: yeah I'm good I'm gold pony boy
0: Alright, well, if you want to follow the show, you can do so at Juicing Pod uh, on Twitter. You can send us an email via JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com and I didn't tell you this, Corwin, but I updated our website, so you can reach us at uh, JuicingTheNumbers.com yeah.
1: Just JuicingTheNumbers.com That's it. Wow, it's that simple.
0: It's that easy, folks. <laughs> I'm and, sorry. Uh, I had to do it. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> and uh, if... Um, Until we speak again on Thursday, y'all have a good one.
1: Bye.